This is the Business of Personal Training with Mark Nutting. This week I was part of an interesting discussion that I thought would make a nice topic for this podcast. And that discussion was about how you go about naming your business. Uh, the one individual was, was just, you know, looking for ideas. What should I name my business? Well, there are a lot of aspects that can go into this, and there are really, what I've come up with is really four schools of thinking when it comes to naming your business. The first thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people will want to name it after themselves. You know, it's uh, Joe's Fitness or, you know, uh, if it was mine, you know, we had thought nutting fitness as we were opening our place. And there, the, the advantage is, is they, it's really branded to you. People know exactly who they're dealing with. It's, you know, nutting fitness. It would be nutting who owns the fitness center. But there, there's a downside to that. And the downside is, is if you ever choose to not be the owner, you know, by, by selling it, your business, then you are you have your name out there that you are in uh, you're no longer in control of. An example of this would be uh, Joe Gold, you know, of Gold's Gym fame, opened his gym, and you know, years later he sold that gym, and Gold's Gym became the property of someone else, and he was no longer in control of how Gold's Gym was run, and you know, it may or may not have been run in a way that he liked it. Uh, but it was no longer in his control, so it didn't really matter. Of course, later he had, he wanted to come back into the business, and he did, but he could no longer use the Gold's name. So his, his name was no longer something he could call the gym. So he ended up calling it World Gym. That's one example. Jack LaLanne also had a big, you know, uh, health club franchise, and uh, he sold that. He sold his name. So that he, again, once again, was not in control of that. You know, on a more personal note, I, you know, my mother-in-law actually had a, had a company. And it was the Heather Harland store. And she sold tablewares and, and she ended up selling the business. And the Heather Harland business was no longer in her control. And the people who took over absolutely did not continue it in the way she meant it to be. So loss of control. So that's, that's the downside to that. Now, if you don't want to sell your business ever, there's no issue with that. You know, name it, your, give it your name, and it's your baby, and you've got it. Uh, but think about that when you're naming your business. What, what is your end game? Do you want to sell your business? Build it, sell it? Uh, so there's one. Now, another method would be to use your location. If you wanted to open a fitness facility and you had... Uh, you are, were on the corner of Fifth and Main. You know, Fifth and Main Fitness has an advantage to it as a name. It tells them exactly, exactly where you're located, Fifth and Main. Now, the the problem with giving it a location is that you. Know, what happens if you do something that's not at that location? What happens if you open a second facility? Uh, do you then have a, a different facility that is called you know, 6th and 12th, well, then there's no association made. There's no branding that sticks with that. One of the big examples for me would be 92nd Street Y in New York City. 
you know, when I when I was living in New York City, that was, you know, there a lot of programming came out of the 92nd Street Y, I'm sure it still does. But they also had extensions, you know, and, you know, a program by the 92nd Street Y held on 72nd. Okay, now it's confusing because the location is no longer, your name is no longer telling me where it is. It's actually telling me where it isn't. Um, the, uh, another example would be the, even the last club I worked at was called Saco Sport and Fitness. And when I first came onto the club, the club owner had two facilities. One was a Saco Sport and uh, Fitness, and then there was Scarborough Sport and Fitness. And so he was changing the name depending on the town. And again, that's one of those where uh, you wouldn't know it's the same organization necessarily. So tough to build a brand when you're diluting, you know, uh, your title, your name. Something else uh, has been that has been done is is to completely make up a name. Uh, there have been uh, a couple examples. I mean, Blink, Blink is a franchise that's out there now, and doesn't tell you a whole lot about what kind of facility it is. You know, or Blink, is it an optometrist? I, I don't know what that is. So if you're going to go with a made-up name, you want to make sure that you have to educate the public as to who you are and what you do. And I think that creates extra work. You know, there's more of a campaign there to create a relationship with the name of your business and with what you do. You could also choose a name that is indicative of what you represent. And a lot of, a lot of clubs will do this, gyms, studios will, will do this. They'll take that name and, uh, or they'll, as they, in thinking about what name to take, they will actually say, well, I wanna, I wanna work with this population, so maybe I want to have a name that represents that population or your, that philosophy. If you wanted to work with post rehab, you know, maybe it is rehab fitness, maybe it is, you know, for lack of creativity, but something directly there, you know, that, that's what we do. Uh, maybe it's a senior fitness facility and you look at, uh, again, the, uh, to be trite here, they're boomers fitness. Those, those will, you know, tell people what you do. And that's a, a reasonable thing to do. Now, one of the problems we, we were actually gonna take that route with Jiva Fitness, and I'll explain Jiva in just a minute. Uh, we were gonna take that route of what we wanted to, what our efforts as a club were going to be, and use that in the name funny thing is, is that you find out that every one of those names is taken. Um, so that's an important piece to this too, is that once you think about, you know, come up with a couple name variations, look them up, Google them. Do they already exist? Are they going to be an issue for you? Don't, don't just sit back, name it, you know, and think you're good. Uh, you look at the web addresses, the URLs, what, you know, what can yours B, you know, it is, or is it taken? Uh, so is your name taken? Is the URL taken? You know, those are important bits too. 
along with this, I'll go ahead and say that let's bring Jiva Fitness into this. We, we went looking for something that was representative of what we wanted to be, which was not, we're not a sports conditioning facility, even though we work, you know, there are some athletes we work with. We are, we do post rehab. We do what we are really good at. What we really enjoy doing is getting people who are not comfortable with fitness to enjoy life more. And uh, so we were looking along those lines of life energy and everything seemed to be taken with us. And that was, you know, a little bit frustrating as you go through this and going, okay, well, what can I do then if everything's taken? Well, what came to mind was that uh, my wife, Heather, we own the gym uh, studio together. Uh, she is a master uh, trainer and uh, video presenter for a company called MOSA, M-O-S-S-A. And MOSA means movement in Italian. Okay, so MOSA in and of itself doesn't, you know, it is, you know, you don't really understand what that is. Uh, by the way, it, it is a group fitness uh, organization who create uh, and create classes, train instructors, and license these classes to clubs. But MOSA, you know, unless you knew Italian, you didn't, wouldn't know that that's what it meant. So it has to be sort of explained. And as we looked at that life energy, that life fitness, we are not finding anything, but we thought, okay, well, let's, what if we, we look to another language? And, you know, we're looking at life energy and we're clicking through, okay, what's, what is it in Japanese? What is it in Italian? What is it, in, you know, and a lot of them, oddly enough, sounded very similar, you know, energy and that sounded very similar. So it wasn't what we looked for, but oddly enough, uh, we found it in Hindi and it really came from Sanskrit before that. Jiva is life energy, life force. And if you tag that, with fitness, so that a little bit less explanation needs to go on, Jiva Fitness, that worked for us. It was short, it was, you know, really to the point, said we wanted to, even though we do still have to make sure people are not calling us Java Fitness, uh, which is probably a different kind of fitness, but so that worked for us to find that name. In choosing your own, I mean, there's no, there's no one way, only all these considerations. And you want to go through and find out which one works for you, you know, which is the best for your situation, which one tells your story, which one can you connect to, is not too complex. You know, these are all important bits and uh, it, there's, there's no formula for it. They're just considerations. And so with that, using your own name, using your location, making it up, or choosing a name that says what you are, you'll find the one that works for you. And I wish you luck naming your business, uh, if you haven't already, and if you have, I hope it's working out for you. And this is Mark Nutting and the Business of Personal Training.